All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of John. And let's read that together. The Gospel of John, chapter 20. John 20. And we'll begin at uh, verse 11. This was our passage that was read to us on Easter Sunday. But something has, has captured me in this, and I thought, you know, I want to come back to that. Uh, because it just seems to keep coming up over and over again. So let's, let's read this together. However you get your Bible, you can grab a, a Bible in the pew in front of you. If you don't have a Bible at home, we want you to have one. So just take that pew Bible home with you and keep reading. You'll uh, move from John into Romans. And, and uh, just come back with your questions. Uh, we want those questions here. We want you to be here. Uh, you belong here. And so we want you here. Uh, But let's hear the word of the Lord this morning from John chapter 20. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me. Do not cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that He had said these things to her. Let's pray. Father, we ask that You would bless us and help us to hear the good news in this message. For we ask all these things in Your name. Amen. Yes, James, if you'll bring that to me, that'd be great. This week, or last week, you know, I was away in my annual uh, retreat uh, to the Abbey of Gethsemane, a beautiful place in Bardstown, Kentucky. Thank you, James. And uh, I go there every year, and it's just a wonderful place. Did you know that Christian prayer and the chanting or singing of the Psalms has been going on in that location since 1848? Every day, seven times a day. That's 12 years before the American Civil War began. I mean, that's, that's a significant period of time. And what a beautiful place it is. Maybe that's why when I go, I just seem to uh, just enjoy that space. It's what I would call a thin place for me. It's a place where it seems like heaven and earth just begin to kind of match up. It's, it's quiet. It's peaceful. There's uh, really 2,000 acres worth of trails and hiking up, up hills and mountains. And don't worry, no, I didn't get lost this year. So no sermon series on that. I didn't have any uh, run-ins with snakes this year, so nothing along those lines. No eagles, you know, dropping on squirrels five feet from me. Um, Nothing along those lines took place. But what a beautiful 
time it is to be able to just get away, to just uh, um, be quiet. I, I get up, I, I just want you to know, I get up every morning and I go to the service and then I go get some breakfast and then I pack some water and some fruit and I hike somewhere into the woods. Um, I, I, John said I should, I should take a compass with me. Uh, and gave me some pointers. I now know that moss grows on the north side in the northern hemisphere, so I shouldn't get lost anymore. But I, I just go, and I'm, I'm out there, and I can sit in the beautiful creation that God has made. And, uh, and I just get lost sometimes in reading, sometimes in praying, sometimes in just the beauty of, of creation and being still. In fact, one night um, I, I was just so enjoying that time that I missed dinner. So good thing I had I had snacks in my room, uh, but but one thing as I was driving there that just kept grabbing me over and over and over again all the way there on my drive there was this this passage that we've just had read, and that is don't cling, don't cling. It just it just seemed to be running through my head. Don't cling. Don't cling. And then somehow it morphed into a no doubt song tune got you know associated with it. Don't cling. I know no, I'm just kidding. Uh, don't don't cling. And and it just as I was driving up to to the Abbey, a time where I just I'm so I'm so looking forward to just getting there. It was almost like I just heard, don't cling to this. Don't cling to the experiences of the past that you've had here. Don't cling to those things. Don't cling. Just let this be a new experience and a new time. And it was, it was difficult to hear because I love those spaces. I, I journal about, I look back into those, into those spaces. I, uh, I, I just enjoy the times that I've been there. Because we have a tendency as human beings to cling. Don't we? And uh, we, we want these experiences that we've had in the past. We look back to them. We grab onto them. We cherish them. We remember them. We hold on to the way things were. Sometimes if those experiences were negative or, God forbid, were tragic, um, we cling to something that happened before then. And we kind of know um, or think we know those moments of things that might lead back into tragedy. So we resist them really, really well. And we cling to what we knew before and we we try and push that away and we hold on to this side to try and stay in those moments and so it kind of troubled me that we would hear jesus saying to mary don't cling to me mary i mean as a pastor i'm trying to get you guys to cling to jesus right like you know you know hang on to jesus he's he's gonna be i mean we have songs about that we talk about this so Eventually I began to think, well, maybe Jesus means something different than just don't cling to me because it seems like that's what we want. So I, of course, you know me, had to go into the Greek, okay? The Greek language and the, the word that Jesus uses there in the original language of the New Testament is the word haptomai. So let's, let's say that together, can we? Ready? One, two, three. Haptomai. One more time. One, two, three. Haptomai. And one last time so you dream about it. Ready? One, two, three. Haptomai. 
Alright, so there is, it does mean to cling or to hold on to uh, or to touch, but there's a qualifier on this, this word. Uh, there's a purpose in the clinging. And so, hoptimai means literally to cling or to touch in order to influence. So what was Mary trying to influence? Well, I agree with what most scholars I read said, is that they were, she was trying to influence Jesus to just stay there. Be right there. And in some ways, even more literally, to stay the same. Jesus, just stay here. I miss you. We went through that tragedy. I had to watch you die. I watched them take you off the cross. I watched them put you in the grave. And I'm here. And now I see that you're here. And I'm just clinging to you. And I just want you to stay. And I don't want you to change. I want you to be the same Jesus that I've always known. And Jesus says, don't cling like that to me. Don't hop on my me." He was saying, something else is different here. There is something that has happened. You see, we think that Jesus just came back to life. But we're talking about resurrection. We're not talking about resuscitation. Okay? Resuscitation is coming back into the old life. This is what happened with Lazarus when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He had been dead, and now he had come back into the old life. The old life that's still under the futility of sin, which eventually would lead to death again. But resurrection is different. Resurrection is Jesus who has gone all the way through death. He's gone all the way through the grave. He's gone all the way through the place of the dead and come out the other side into a whole new experience that the world has never seen before. He has moved into the kingdom of God and his body is new and everything is new in fact we should we should recognize this because it's so new that Mary doesn't even recognize him she thinks he's the gardener until he says her name pastor Phil last week talked about how the guys on the Emmaus road they didn't recognize him something was different and then when they did recognize him He disappeared. He vanished. Something else is happening here. And this Jesus is able to walk into locked rooms where His disciples are. Something is brand new. This is a brand new life. And He says, don't try to make me back into the old life. Don't cling to me in order to influence me to stay the same. Everything is new and everything will be new because of what I have gone all the way through into the new life. And so I want to make sure, I want to pause for just a second. So when Jesus says, don't cling, this is not a rejection of Mary. I want to make that very clear. When Jesus says to you and me or to Mary, don't cling, don't try and make me the same. It's not a rejection of her. It's an invitation for her to come with Him into the new life, into the new experience. That's why He is saying, I'm going to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. We're coming into this together. It's not a rejection. It is an invitation to something greater that He wants Mary to participate. You must walk with Me into the present, into the new experience, into the new life. That's what Jesus is saying when He says, don't haptomai, don't cling to Me, don't try and hold Me in the past. We have to move on. Well, oh no, we don't like new. I mean, yeah, we like new cars. We like new clothes. But new experiences are something that humans are just... uh, You know, new is hard. New is untested. It's untried. New is scary. New is new, right? 
It's hard for us to do this. And so what we have to look at when we are hearing Jesus say, don't cling, don't hop to my, don't try and hold me in the past. We have to place our trust then on Jesus. Because we love Jesus and we trust Jesus, right? And so, even though it may be scary, maybe untried, it may be untested, we're going to trust that Jesus is, is leading us in. We see that Mary does that. She goes and does what he asks her to do. But now we're left with us. You, me, us, together. What are we going to do? Now, before I go any further in talking about what it means for us to not cling, I need to tell you, and I know this is a double negative. <laughs> My mom would be, a grammar teacher would be going crazy. So let me tell you, don't cling does not mean, okay? I want to tell you what don't cling does not mean. What haptomai does not mean. It does not mean trashing the old way, the old place, or the old experience. Okay? I want you to know that. we are. It's still okay to honor the old experiences, to remember with fondness to thank God for those things. And remember that the Christ that we experienced in the past is the same Christ who stands before us in resurrected life in the present and calls us forward. And that's important. I, I got to thinking about it. Like, how could I, how could I explain this? So I thought, okay, let's just take a piece of paper here. Now imagine that all of our God experiences, all of our, our, uh, our, our encounters with God in church and revival and nature and all of those kinds of things, that, that they were all written on this paper. To hoptomai does not, I mean, it means to cling on to it, to clutch, you know, I want that. So when we're not clinging, it means that we can still honor and hold with reverence, but we gently and tenderly lay it aside in order to move on into the present with Jesus. It is not doing this. Oh yeah, well I don't need that anymore. It's not that. It is the reverencing, it is okay to do those things, but I am intentionally laying aside, letting go of my desire to influence, my desire for the way things I want them to be. Do you understand that? Is that, is that clear? Okay. Because we need to walk into how do we cling. And I, today, if you're a visitor, I'm glad you're here. We're going to have a bit of a family talk, okay? I've been the pastor here for a little over nine and a half years. And so I just wanted, as I was down there and I was thinking through this, don't cling, don't cling. And everything I read seemed to somehow come around to let go, don't cling, let go. Uh, you know, these kinds of things, the studies that I was doing, all of it. And so I want us to, it just kind of got me thinking about us together. So how do we cling? Sometimes we cling to, to places, and so I want to talk both to Cross Community Church that came out of Kalamazoo First Church. Some of you went to church one week and it was Kalamazoo First, and the next week it was Cross Community. It's one church, you know that, right? It's one church. But our tendency can be to cling to a place. And, and, and remember, it's not, we're not trashing, we're not, we're gently lay, called to lay it aside. 
But we can really cling to a place like when we left there, it just seemed like everything changed. I just wasn't sure about those things. And so maybe, maybe you're a person that goes all the way back to Burdick Street. I'm not sure we have anybody old enough that would remember Portage Avenue, but uh, Burdick Street was where we were as Kalamazoo first. And I love to hear the stories. I'm a historian at heart, so I love to hear those stories of, of the big organ and you know all these things and the, the, fi- the furnace and the coldness there and, and the families that were there and all those kinds of things that, that happened there. I, I love to hear the stories about when they built the parsonage that my family and I live in and, and you built the, the sanctuary that we now call the gathering place over here and the stories and where you would come in and all of those kinds of things. And sometimes, because we're human beings, we have this tendency to think, oh, if I could only go back there to that place, if I could only hear that kind of preaching, if I could only have that experience again, then things would be okay again. Can I say to you today that Jesus says to us together, don't cling there. Honor it. Remember it. They were beautiful times when I was there and I was present in those services in that building or that section of the building or this section of the building, but don't cling to it. Honor it. Remember it. But I have new life for you. And it's in the present. It's today. And you'll miss it if you're just clinging to the past, trying to influence and pull everything back to that. You have to come with me into the newness of life, into resurrection. I don't want to resuscitate the old. I want to give you the new. That's important. What else? Sometimes we can tend to cling to Jesus in a person. We have our favorite speakers, right? Our favorite pastors. Those, those people who were there to accept us as we were. Those people who were bold enough and tender enough and had God used the right timing enough to challenge us to say the way that we were living wasn't leading to life and called us to repent and called us into an experience of Christ and called us, called us into newness, this resurrection. And sometimes we can tend to cling like, oh man, if only, if only Pastor Walton was a preacher. Or if only Pastor Blake or, or, or Pastor Kratz or, or Pastor Crump, boy, did we have an explosive service when he was our pastor. Oh, if we could only get back to those things. And maybe even, for some of you, oh, that Pastor Jeff, I just love talking. I love whatever. Jesus says to us today, don't cling to me in a person. You have to lay that aside. Honor it. Remember them. Thank God for them. Pray for them, if they're still alive. But I don't want to be pulled back into the past. I want you to experience everything in the future, in the present, right now, here. I'm leading you to new life. So don't even cling to Pastor Jeff. Because as young as he looks, he's not getting any younger. And someday, there'll be someone else standing up here. And I want you to experience Jesus in them. Just as much as I hope you experience Jesus in me. We can't cling to people. 
We have to let that go to experience the resurrection that Jesus wants to bring to us. Sometimes we can cling to experiences. Those moments. I mean, I think back on my life and I think of, I I was raised in a pastor's home. It was a wonderful experience for me. And those moments of seeking God at an altar, especially when I was a teenager, you know, it was like every week I was getting saved. Boom. And you're down here and it's just powerful. Those times of revival speakers and those preachers who could just seem to, to bring down heaven and we would just enjoy those times. There would be praying and there would be hand raising and we'd sing the old songs and the new songs. And what a great time. Moved into college. What great experiences those were. They were awesome. Maybe you've had some. Maybe with a certain preacher. Maybe in a certain location. But the experience was what captivated you. And you think, if I could only just recreate that experience, then everything would be good. But Jesus says, don't hop to my to that. Yeah, that was me there in that moment. But I'm resurrected in the present. I've got something even better for you. Come forward into the newness of life that only I can give you. And if you just are trying to resuscitate the old You'll miss the resurrection life of the now. And we don't want to do that. Now sometimes we can even, we can even cling to a negative experience. This sounds strange, right? Because we don't want to put Jesus in a negative experience. So I'm going to switch into a little bit of psychology here, alright? Okay, so what we do is we think that Jesus is on our side of the negative experience, right? And not on the side of the other person. But the problem is that other person thinks Jesus is on their side of this negative experience. And if you would just come over to my side, mine and Jesus' side, then all of this would be fine, right? And we are a church that's almost a 100 years old. We have had those experiences. We've had those seasons where we watched people who thought they had Jesus on their side and we thought we had Jesus on our side and we saw Him go this way and split. And sometimes we can cling to if they would only have seen the right side, this wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't be experiencing this negative emotion and all this that's going on. And we can cling then. Subtly we begin to let go of Jesus and we begin to cling to our negative feelings and experiences. We begin to cling and harbor things against those people who did those things or said those things or whatever. And we began to see that happen. And we can cling to it and cling to it. And Jesus wants to say, even to the negative experiences, I am bigger than your side or their side. That is in the past. And I want you to experience resurrection now. Whether that means letting go in forgiving, whether that means just letting go and seeing things bigger and broader, whatever it is, you have to let it go because resurrection encompasses everyone. And I want everyone involved in this newness of life. And I need you to not cling and not try and sway and not try and influence even that person over to your side. I need you to walk fully into resurrection life. That doesn't mean we just trash it and throw it away. 
We may have to engage a a pastor or a third party or something to try and do that. But folks, we can't keep clinging to past places, people, experiences, whether positive or negative, if we want to encounter the resurrected Jesus Christ in the present. And that's what I want to be about. That's where I want to be. That's where I want us to be as a church. So I did have one illustration from the Abbey this year. Uh, I was out at Slate Falls. Here it is. Um, There's the Slate Pond. That's up top. And then in the middle there, that's at the top of it. So you can tell it's not that far. It's like 20 feet down to the bottom. And you can see it's a gentle slope. Um, now that looks like a trickle. Most of the time that I've been there, it is a trickle like that on the, on the far left side there. But I was there right after a thunderstorm happened the night before. So it was, it wasn't roaring, but it was moving a lot more swift. There was, there was a good cascade down, beautiful sound, you know, I mean, can't you just imagine being there? Just sitting there on the, on the rocks next to it and listening to this Water cascade down slate, you know, these thin layers of rocks, and they just make this bubbling, gurgling sound. And, and as I'm sitting there and just enjoying this experience, trying to keep my mind off snakes, two leaves, brown from last fall, come floating out of the air, and they land in the stream just above the falls. One of them goes right over the falls. And just beautiful. It just kind of is right on the top of the water. It's a gentle slope. It just goes all the way down and then hits the, the stream at the bottom and just continues on its way all the way down, out of sight. Just beautiful. Just moving in the current and just going. The other one, for whatever reason, goes just over the falls and gets stuck on something. Instantly it's submerged. It's wet. It's soaking wet, which just makes it cling even more. And it's just holding on to that rock for all it's, all it's worth. And the water just continues to go over it and over it and over it and over it until finally, because it's, it's such a brittle little thing, pieces of it start breaking off and moving down the river until finally there's just this little patch left. That's all that's left. And eventually it breaks free and tumbles down the rest of the way. But it's, it's just a shell of what it was. And in all of this, don't cling, don't cling, don't cling. It was like the Holy Spirit moved in at that moment and said, because when you cling, you are like that leaf that held on. Things just keep rushing over. You're trying to stay in the same place. But my grace is like the water, always moving, always rushing. Remember, I described myself as living water. It's always moving. It's always moving on to the new experience. It's moving on to the new ways. It's moving on when we cling and try to stop right there. We hold on to those things and we begin to break apart and we begin to fracture and we begin to move in ways that you were never intended to. Let go. Let go and just move on down in this resurrection life. So what will it be for us, Cross Community Church? I know there are a lot of us here. And so here's how I wanted to end today. What are we going to do in the midst of this? 
Have you heard the message loud and clear? We can't cling. Oh, we can honor. We can say thank you. We can remember with fondness. But if we want to experience the resurrected Jesus, Jesus is always in the present. And Jesus can do something in this generation, just like Jesus did in the, in the old times, in the old places, with the old people. With the, Jesus can still do that. And Jesus can still do that in the present with those of you who would consider yourselves old. There is still resurrection life for senior citizens today. Can I get an amen? Alrighty. So here's how I want us to close. Maybe a little awkward for some of you. But I want to start by being led by those who, who have been in this church the longest. If you folks who have been here, let's say those of you who are from the Burdick Street, you've been around a while. There are a few of you still left. Would you be willing to say, I don't want to cling. I want to experience resurrected life today. If that's you, would you just stand right where you are? Right where you are. Will you lead us today? Will you lead us today? Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what about those of you who have been a part of this church for, let's say, 30 plus years? You guys stay standing. 30 plus years. You've been a part of this place 30 plus years. And you're saying, I'm not going to cling. I want to move into resurrected life. You stand up. You'll lead us. Now, you've been here 20 plus years. And you're willing to say, I don't want to cling. I want to move forward into resurrected life. You stand. We even get Joe back in the back. That's right. The young guy. I don't want to cling. I want to experience resurrected life today. How about those of you who have been here 10 plus years? See, I still can't even stand. I should be sitting. You're saying, I'm not going to cling. I want to move forward into resurrected life with Jesus. How about five plus years? Now I get to stand. You say, I don't want to cling. I want to move forward in what God wants to do in this place today. Five plus years. You want to go? Alrighty. How about five weeks you've been here? And you're saying, I don't want to cling. Five plus weeks, I want to not cling. I want to move forward with what God does. Five minutes. How many of you, this is your first service? And you're saying, I don't want to cling. I want to move forward with what God has in my life. Whether it's at this church or if I'm just visiting whatever church I go to. I don't want to cling. I want to move forward into resurrected life. Amen. Look around. These are the folks who are standing here. Now I want to let you know that on May 6th, I'm sorry, May 5th, we are having a come together conference. Many of you got a, a card in the mail to save the date. I need you to be there. If you're a volunteer, if you want to be a volunteer, or you just want to see how God is calling us to move forward into resurrected life, you need to be there. It's going to be an incredible day. We're going to be together most of that day, eat together and do those kinds of things, but we're going to be talking about where we are going. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to it. You said by standing, you're not clinging, you wanna move forward. Let's do that together. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these folks and for your good news to Mary a long time ago. Don't cling to the way I was. Come with me into the present. Experience resurrected life, not just resuscitated life, but resurrected life. New life that leads to more life and more life and more life. Help us, Father, as a church to let go 
with honor and dignity, respect and fond memory. To be embraced and captivated by what the resurrected Christ is going to do in the present and beyond. I pray we would sense your blessing, that you would pour out your spirit upon us in new and fresh ways. And may we remember that the one who leads us, the Bible tells us at the very end, in the last chapter, in the last verses, that you will be the one standing at the very end and you're still going to be saying, Behold, I continue to make all things new. So we should practice in the here and now. We don't want to be fractured like that leaf. We don't want to see parts of us or parts of this church drift away. We want to move into newness of life. So help us to do that. And we ask and pray all of these things in the strong name of the One who makes everything new. The name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Receive this blessing. And now, may you not cling. Let go. Move into resurrected life. And may you find the resurrected Jesus right where you are. I pray these things in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. Have a great, great afternoon.